This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest offering for members of our Blood Red Club. I'm sure the smiles haven't quite been wiped off your faces just yet after that incredible victory over Manchester United at the weekend, but we're going to focus on something slightly different on this episode of the show. We've covered Manchester United extensively across our main channels and also looked ahead to that Carabao Cup tie with Preston North End. But for this week's Blood Red Club podcast, we're going to take a look at Leighton Clarkson, who's followed Harvey Elliott's lead in heading on a season-long loan to Blackburn Rovers. To have a chat about how Leighton has been getting on, I'm delighted to be joined by Lanx Live's Blackburn Rovers reporter, Jacob Crook. Jacob, thanks for joining me again on the Blood Red podcast. How are things going for you? Um, yeah, thank you for having me on again. Feels a while since uh, since I joined in. It was probably a Harvey Elliott update last time. But yeah, um, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, Blackburn have been going steady. It was a bit of a blip recently, but they return to winning ways on Saturday. We're only a point outside the playoffs. And once again, uh, the championship's proven to be an unpredictable mistress. So it's uh, it's good fun at the minute. Yeah, I was going to actually contextualise the, the conversation around Leighton in terms of, you know, sort of how Blackburn are getting on. I know they're sort of mid-table at the moment, just behind Neil Critchley's Blackpool, actually, I think, at the moment in the, the championship table. Has it been the start to the season that you thought it would be? Are they in about the, the right place, do you think? Or, or has it maybe been a little bit more tough than you thought? Um, I think prior to the season, it was very doom and gloom. There were a lot of people uh, connected with the club who were quite pessimistic about the, the chances. I think supporters were, yeah, sort of expecting just to sort of stay clear of relegation would have been a success this season. I think in many supporters' eyes, um, obviously they lost Adam Armstrong, who, who scored 29 goals last season, uh, and 29 goals is a big uh, void to replace for for any team. Um, and obviously Harvey Elliott as well, who was a, a big creative function in the team, 11 assists, 7 goals, he created an abundance of chances. So to have lose them to, obviously to quite a, bleak picture and recruitment wasn't great in the summer uh just the five signings in one of them permanent which is a uh, tyo eden from from lincoln and then four loan signings in uh, obviously Leighton being one of them and two of them that arrived were were injured when they came which doesn't exactly bode well either um so yeah there was a bit of, bit of pessimism coming for, uh, at the start of the season coming into it um but they've, they've started well they, they had a, like i said they had a, a bit of a blip recently they didn't win one in, they picked up one point in four, um, but returned to winning ways on Saturday. Their home form's been good. They've been scoring goals, um, losing Armstrong and Elliot obviously hasn't um, hit them too hard, but that's mainly down to the big Bram Brereton, well, Brereton Diaz. Uh, I don't know if you've seen much of him, but the, the Chilean superstar who's making all the headlines at the minute, he's been in sensational form, uh, 10 goals this season already. So, yeah, um, it's, it's been a steady start, uh, plenty of positives. We've got a strong core to the, to, to the squad. It's obviously just depth issues, which are, are a concern over the season. Let's talk specifically then about Leighton Clarkson. How has he settled in so far and, and has he been a, a regular in the team so far? Um, he hasn't been a regular. I would say underwhelming to, to sum up his start. Well, I don't know if that's maybe been a... Yeah, I'd probably say it's a, a fair reflection. Um, but it's it's difficult. I've, I've made this point a few times that Blackburn have, have changed their style over the summer. Um, 
they've gone from a ball retention team to one of uh, a more direct team, uh, look to play the long balls in behind. And um, that's testament to how recruitment fared over the summer. Tony Mowbray didn't feel they sort of had the, the players to, to continue with a ball retention system. And obviously the results at the back end of last season didn't really justify it. Um, so Leighton's come in and it's a direct team. And obviously, you know, there are probably question marks about his physicality beforehand. Um, and yeah, it, it doesn't bring out his best qualities. He's still, I think he's still in like the adaptation phase. He's made a, um, a couple of starts. He started against, he made his debut against West Brom. Um, and we were treated, treated to a few glimpses of his quality there. He made a few good passes, um, incisive ones that sort of rep, set Rovers on the attack. Um, but he's made a handful of substitute appearances and it's been quite difficult for him to sort of impose himself, especially when Rovers are not exactly focused on, on obviously retaining possession and trying to play through the middle. They want to try and get it up to the, the forwards as, as quickly as possible. And it's more about him sort of picking up the scraps and being a, a bit of a physical presence. And I think he's still adapting to that a little bit. There's been signs where um, he has looked good, but yeah, um, at the minute he's... he's He's just been restricted to a handful of like well, small cameos. I think the the thing for me that, that comes to mind, having seen him a fair bit for Liverpool's under-23s, is those kind of long raking passes. You know, he can get on the ball and, and be very good in terms of, of setting up attacks, being very direct. Is it him that, that is helping Blackburn go back to front or or is it kind of the centre-backs and the goalkeeper doing that and, and he's kind of caught up in the, the middle of that? Yeah, I, I feel like he's sort of caught up in the middle of it. There are spells where um, they, they will go for the midfield. Um, and I think that's another um, key issue, which is sort of probably holding back a little bit at the minute. It's uh, the form of um, third midfield three at the minute. We've got Lewis Travis, um, who was close to himself. Um, and then Joe Rothwell and... At John Buckley and it feels like a midfield trio and the three of them have barely put a foot wrong have been quite instrumental in, in quite a few of the wins uh, to start off this campaign and it's been quite difficult to displace them really and um, he Leighton started against QPR the other night he was sort of playing as like the, the attacking midfielder behind a behind a, a two he was like a wing back system and um, he was like picking up the pockets of space and, and like feeding the attackers, but I don't think it really. Like, I don't think it was a position for him. I think he's better accustomed to a, a deeper role where he's able to sort of dictate and and obviously spray passes, like you say, because he has got that vision. I, I watched him against um, against the Czech Republic for the England under under twenties and. Um, he was able to dictate from there, and he made a couple of couple of good plays in in behind and, and stuff. And I think that's the best position for him. But I think Moby sees he's he's able to utilise him in more of an advanced role, where he's sort of picking up on the second balls and and sort of make it, making them incisive passes in in the final third. And I think he's still like like I said, just trying to adapt to that a little bit. I think one of the, the interesting things about Harvey Elliott last season was that there wasn't any fans in the ground. I mean, obviously, Leighton's played in, in the Champions League. He, he's played for, for Liverpool at certain times, again, you know, behind closed doors. But how is he sort of adapting to, to that kind of thing? He is gone really from having sort of 40 or 50 people watching at under 23 level to much bigger crowds in the Championship. Has he looked overawed at all or has he kind of settled into that quite nicely? 
No, I think he's he's settled in in well to the environment. Um, he hasn't very he hasn't looked unnerved at all. I think what also helps is the fact that he's he's a Blackburn fan. All his family are, are Blackburn supporting. Um, yeah, like they sort of know the club. They know what it's about. Uh, people at the club obviously know of them. Uh, he doesn't live. He literally lives around the corner from. The, the training ground as well at, at Brock Hall, so it's um, it's convenient enough for him to to settle in. Um, and so yeah, in, in terms of um, the environment and stuff, I think I think he's been fine. He, uh, he was sort of encouraged in, in on his debut when uh, he got a good reception from from home fans and um, they endeared to him well, and he, he sort of responded to that. He was you know quite adventurous trying to move forward. Um, I think he's just just going through a, a difficult stage, and I think that, like supporters have to have to keep getting getting behind him. Is yeah, with, with a few of the loan signings, um, Ian Pervader as well from Leeds. He's, he's struggled to begin with. He's um, fans haven't really taken to him quite well, and um, he had a, a, a well a promising performance against Reading at the weekend. So I think fans have to buy their time a little bit with, with some of these players coming in. They just can't expect them to, to hit the ground running. But Leighton's, yeah, like I said, shown glimpses that he can he can impact games and, and influence matches in Rose's favour. Has either yourself or, or anybody else sort of asked Tony Mowbray about him? Is, is there any sort of feedback in terms of, of how he's fitted in, in terms of, of the coaching style and, and that sort of thing? Are, are Blackburn happy with, with how it's gone so far? Yeah, I've spoke to Tony um, a few times uh, about late and I asked him after the international break whether being away with England would help him coming back to, to Blackburn and Tony likes him a lot. He thinks he's a very technically gifted player. He likes all the qualities that he's got on, on the ball. He's just wary of how he can impose himself from, from a physical perspective. Um, and he, like I said as well, like the form of the, the middle three, He's he's, out, he's got a tough job on his hands to sort of displace them, um, but he will get opportunities as as the season goes along because well, the the championships just uh, causes havoc to to squads, especially when they start to pick up injuries and then fitness starts to creep in. So he will get opportunities, and uh, they expect him to be able to take them. But Moby is a is a big fan. He knows that if it was like against Huddersfield, they um it was they. They sort of fought back twice in that game, and he introduced um, Clarkson, and they ended up losing three-two. But he felt that he was the one who would be able to, you know, pick the pass to to unlock the defence. Uh, and Huddersfield was sitting quite deep at that time, and there were like stages where he, he played the pass, and Rovers looked to capitalise, but didn't really. Um, nothing really came to fruition from from that regard. But he, I think he does trust him to to be able to carve open defences and I think eventually that will that will tell in, in fixtures to come. Is there a set position do you think that that he will nail down at some point this season or is it going to be a case of of playing a few different sort of midfield roles to, to just get those minutes on the pitch do you think? I think I think he's going to have to be um, dependable in, in a variety of positions. We've seen it um, with all the players in the Blackburn squad at the minute where they're playing a variety of roles. I mean um, John Buckley, who's, who's been in central midfield, is often had to go and deputise at right back if if there's an injury. And um, 
some like Joe Rothwell sometimes would be in the advanced position, sometimes would be sort of a, a deep line playmaker alongside Lewis Travis. I think Lewis Travis has probably got the the, the pivot role nailed, which I'd say is probably Clarkson's um, best position in my eyes. I, I don't know if other people feel differently on that, but I feel like if if you if you're a team that are looking to sort of impose themselves on the game and dictate, he'd he'd run it from there. Um, but the problem is with Blackburn, they sort of need that protection in front of their their backline, and and Travis offers that in in abundance. So it's um, I, I think I think he'll play a variety of roles, but probably just further advancing in the midfield trio would probably be the one where he'd, he'll see most minutes. And I think there'll be a stage where he'll get a maybe a consecutive run of starts it depends on on how the team is faring but he has got um there is some good competition in in the middle of a pitch that's that's for certain yeah the the, the reason i asked you that really is because i know jürgen klopp compared him to, to philip lahm at, at one stage in terms of the, the game intelligence the, the way that he adapts to these tactics is that sort of intelligence on the pitch something that you've seen so far or, or is that maybe something that might come a little bit further down the line yeah, I, f- I feel like um, it, the games have been difficult so far. Like against West Brom, um, the way they, they play, obviously with Valerie and Ishmael, they were just hoof it long and teams are wary of, of how they can damage them that way. And so they just, in return, just hoof it long back. And then it's you end up like having to adapt yourself to, to just, you can't get a foot of possession and then, you sort of have to be, be wary that you're going to have to hoof it long as well. It's it's diff, it's yeah, it's a difficult sort of match up in that regard. And there's been a few fixtures like that where it's just been direct football, and it's just it's just not suited him at all. But then there's fixtures probably against you know the likes of Swansea City where they'll you know be eager to play from out from the back, and they um they're possession orientated, and I think it's those sort of fixtures where. You know, it'll, it'll shine through. It is about adaptation, um, and I do think this has been a massive learning curve for him. Um, uh, it will bode him, bode well for him in the future. So, um, there's a lot of lessons that he can take moving forward, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he'll settle even further as the the season goes on. Just before we finish, I wanted to, to ask you quickly about Harvey Elliott as well. It, it would seem wrong of, of me not to. Obviously, we know the, the unfortunate injury that, that he's picked up and we wish him all the best as he comes back from that. But were you surprised how well he'd started the season for Liverpool or, or was that something that you saw coming? I mean, for a lot of, of Liverpool fans, there was a lot of concern about the, the midfield area, but for a, a few games at least, and it would have been longer had he not got injured, he was really doing well in that role. It's uh, it's quite a funny one because a lot of Blackburn fans are like, oh, what are the chances of us being able to get him back for another season? Uh, I was like, I don't think we've we've got any chance to be honest. Obviously, Blackburn would have would have loved that. Tony Mowbray said himself, like they they put the request in if if he was available again, could we have a first dibs? But um, and then you seen like the, the rumours are Sheffield United wanted him, but I just I felt like he was ready to be a part of. Jurgen Klopp's first team plans, and obviously they they seen that as well at, at Liverpool. It's just he was too good for the Championship, really, um, and that's not blowing smoke up his backside, really. But at his age, to be producing the sort of numbers that he did and performing week in week out, 
obviously it didn't work out from a team perspective um, at Blackburn, but from an individual point of view, I think he, he showcased he was he's clearly at a level above. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm not so I'm, I wasn't sure if um, if he'd sort of Klopp would utilise him out wide, and I think he's realised that in a more central position, he's he's obviously more effective. Um, he's just got the vision to to pick out pick dissect teams easily and he's a he doesn't shirk about either I think that his work rate is probably um an underrated part of his game it's something that he's had to hone while at Blackburn that defensive aspect and I think he's carried them lessons in into this season um and I, I don't know about you but I'm sort of excited to see how he fares when he comes back from injury as well but he's got a, a real bright future ahead of him yeah, absolutely. A big test for him, the injury, but it's something that is inevitable in football. I'm sure he'll come back before the end of, of this season and, and hopefully can just carry on doing exactly what he was doing before. But uh, yeah, both Harvey Elliott and Leighton Clarkson, two top young players. Hopefully both of them do make it at Liverpool long term. Certainly one of them will. But yeah, jury's still out on the second one as he continues his loan at Blackburn. But uh, I'm sure that won't be the last time we, we check in with you, Jacob, on, uh, on Leighton Clarkson's progress. But appreciate you uh, jumping on and, and joining me. No, thank you for having me again. Yeah, thanks to you at home too for watching, listening and signing up to the Blood Red Club. Until next week though, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.